location of your blessing fully in the name of Jesus. Father, we ask, O oh Lord, that you would uh, increase us again today. Father, inwardly, you will increase us. Father, you cause us to increase and increase and increase and increase. Uh, Father, would that there will be so enough supply of grace for increase in our soul in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. Father, we, we come under you again this morning. Father, we submit totally to you. We ask, Father, that you would release your spirit, O oh Lord, to speak into our heart in the name of Jesus. Uh, let there be supply, let there be grace, let there be, let there be supply of help for meekness, even to enter into your word this morning in the name of Jesus. Father, let light shine, for you said the entrance of the word giveth light, and he giveth, uh, the entrance of the word giveth light. And give it understanding to the simple, uh, even to the meek. Father, we ask, Lord, that you would cause this light, your light, the light of your Son, even to shine in our heart in the name of Jesus. Amen. And you will cause us to come into understanding by meekness. So, Father, make us simple in heart this Amen. morning that we will receive of your blessing. Amen. Thank you, Father. Father, you. we pray, O oh Lord, as we've prayed this morning, that your oracle will yes, speak Lord. even in our, in our heart. In the name of Jesus. Father, let, let your oracle be given. As you've said in your word, let if anyone speak, like speak as of the oracle of God. We ask, Father, that your oracle would speak forth this morning, even for us to enter in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for your word. Thank you. Thank you, Father, for your blessing. Thank you for your grace. Thank you, Father. Father, I submit to you. I submit under you. I come under. I come under. I come under you. Totally, totally, totally. I submit my will to you. Father, take over me. Take over my will. Let your will be made manifest. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 I welcome everyone here this morning. Amen. Uh, this has been long awaited. It's, uh, it's been a struggle. Wow. You know, it's been a struggle. It's been a struggle, but... <laughs> Ah, Father, we thank you. This is a long-awaited uh, manifestation. You know, it, uh, it, is, it is beautiful for brothers to dwell together in unity. Amen. You know, everything we are, we are, we are learning and coming into, it, it's to bring us all into uh, the unity, right? You know, there, there is, there is uh, a destination of unity that brethren are ought to come into as a result of where they are journeying in, right? And of course, that also has a, a physical expression, uh, which is for brethren to come together uh, in unity uh, just to access and feed uh, at the feet of Christ and of God. Amen. Uh, we can never overestimate the need to come together. Uh, you see, you see, 
and even you see, if, 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 if anything will happen at all, yes. even with COVID and everything mm -hmm. or whatever is happening, there has to be a lead, even no matter in what measure of coming together, there has to be that mm -hmm. form of coming together for a release and for a flow mm -hmm. in the spirit. Amen. Mm -hmm. And one way or the other, that is also tied to our growth in one yeah, way, which, yeah. is, which yeah. is quite interesting, but it's also tied to our growth. And heaven, heaven looks at that, heaven makes sure that there are companies, there's a company of believers that are joining together. No one is an island. Yeah. Eh? No one is an island. If someone becomes an island, it's a problem. Yeah. Because uh, what that begins, that begins to give an illusion of growth. Yeah. Right? Um, that illusion, honestly, you, <laughs> someone would think uh, we are growing, but what will begin to happen is we will begin to draw back without knowing. Yeah. Right? Because the illusion, uh, the illusion of growth that that brings doesn't fall under the dispensation of the of the order of God, mm. right? Because of course there is there, there is Christ, there is God, and God, Christ is under God, and Christ has the body mm. which is under Him. Mm. Is the wisdom in the spirit which is made manifest in the natural, yes. right? And that's why we need churches too, mm. right? And that's why we can't despise that. It has to be in place because it's under the order of God's ordinance. Amen. Uh, because the, the body ought to be the pillar of truth. If that is not in place, honestly, this word, I wonder what this word would have become by now. Now just imagine you've eliminated churches for, let's just say, you know, ah, maybe our great, 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 just, just imagine the dark times where everybody, nobody even know what it means to, to serve God. Everybody's worshiping idols and all those things. Just imagine there was no Jesus. There was nothing, no Jesus. Everybody is just doing their own thing. I'm pretty sure this world will not be the same world we'll be looking at right now. So the little sanity we are seeing in this earth is as a, if you check it, it's really tied to the presence of the church. Right? If, if that is not there, this world is gone, man. And what is, is this church is like, like this is a funny joke, but I don't know if it's funny anyways. But, <laughs> but church, or, or these jokes are like, don't, you know, this kind of thing, you're not taking it and be say, ah, no, I wanted to say, the church is like the the Trump of America, right? You know, <laughs> you know, Trump was just it was an agent to slow down evil, right? He was an agent. Wow. God used him to slow down things. Mm. Amen. Well, just imagine the moment Biden just entered, it didn't even take long. As in, trust, like it did take. You know, you would think perhaps they would take their time. They would gather. Okay, they okay. Let's begin to restructure. Let's begin to change. No. You know, why Trump was there, they were slowing them down, they were planning things. Yeah. Right? So imagine you just you just show up and just I say, okay, all these homophobic nations will begin to, you know, deal with you in a certain way, we will, you know, visa and all those things will be ah, must everybody become like you? Like it didn't even you know, things like that would take time to prepare, you know, pass the bill, people will review it. Well, no, it just three weeks, three weeks, how many weeks? Just quickly. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, all nations, let's continue in iniquity, right? Right? They are, they are. Those ones, they are more deadly than sin, right? They, it's not just, it's, you know, sin is, you know, you can be in your house, everybody, ah, I'm struggling with this, but that one, that's not even their, their, their aim. Their own is to pros prosper iniquity, right? Just make sure iniquity increase onto iniquity, and and that is Satan's uh, wisdom there. That is beginning to show and begin to operate in the world, right? I, mean, I, 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 I was like, when I saw the news, I was like, ah. you just like at least 
Ah, well, maybe it's because we are thinking with church mind, so to say. <laughs> maybe we are thinking with church mind, you know, you have your church mind. He'd be like, ah, Shabby, at least you wait for a few, I mean, I mean, take it easy now. But no, they did not wait for anything. It tells you that that agenda has been there since. And it just came to continue what Obama stopped, or where Obama ended. Continue. That's to tell us that if they had entered after Obama, honestly, where, where America would have journeyed to by now would have been a, a deadly place. Who even know, who recognizes America right now? Who recognizes America at all? But Trump happened to be a tool in God's hand that God used to slow them down. Now we understand why God was slowing them down. And of course, now a bright man will think that uh, it's good to have a president that's liberal, blah blah blah. You know, I let the you know, homophobe, I let them, you know. But reality, that is actually iniquity yeah. in play. And that's not the end. We'll continue to see more. Just wait. Just, let's, just wait and see how things unfold. Wow. Eh? And you begin, you begin to see things. Even the so-called uh, body that everybody was rooting for. That's one thing about this word. Eh? Just, don't put, <laughs> just don't put any hope or trust yeah. in this word in any way. Why? It just got in there. The media already started blasting him too. That is the same thing they did for Trump. And everybody was fighting. Ah, Trump, Trump, Trump. But what's Trump's offense, really? The only offense, mm-hmm. his only offense, the evil he did was his mouth. Mm-hmm. He doesn't talk nicely. He doesn't talk in a, in a way that you would want. Finish. Yeah. That's just the problem, everybody. If you check the root of the problem, that's just it. Finish. Mm-hmm. But what he's doing is not increasing iniquity. Mm-hmm. Eh, but everybody just started looking, they threw away their head. I start looking at, oh, why is he not talking like a person? His mouth is bad. At least if he goes to, at least, at least it should be, uh, uh, you know, the third thing as if he's God. He's not God now. He's just a tool that God is using. Amen. That to tell you that uh, if, if, like I was saying, if the church is not present, there will be little sanity in this world. So we shouldn't, we shouldn't despise the coming together. Amen. Ah. I'm so happy seeing faces today, man. I'm so happy. I'm like, Father, we thank you. We give you praise. I'm so happy to see you all. Amen. 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 Oh, Oh, my God. You know, it's not the same. 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 Amen. Amen. But we thank God for where we're at. And uh, we thank God for what he's doing. And I just felt to just just mention one or two things. Even as the prayer was going on, you know, there were many things that was going there in my heart as well. And that thing, I, I think, uh, if if we check the times well, we'll see that we are we are in a season where uh, we are coming into a, 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 the clarity yeah. of the fate of the son into Christ, into the clarity in Christ, right? Uh, over the seasons and over time, we'll see that one thing is now evident in our heart, which is growth, right? Yes. Or the the need for to be built up or being built up in God and that is beginning to find expression in our hearts. It's just something I sense. And by God's grace, I just I just perceive that this this year by God's grace we'll be able to journey further into the establishment of the faith of, of the Son. Amen. Although uh, where the word of God is flowing from right now we are actually in an allocation um, that is actually beyond the faith itself. Uh, we're under an allocation of word uh, that we'll probably, probably call word of salvation, pretty much, right? Under that allocation, because word of righteousness in itself has increased unto word of salvation. 
That is where heaven is beginning to dispense things to us in this season and time. And of course, that doesn't mean that and no, because they are speaking from there, you already have it. Yeah. No. It just means that as, as we begin to go and grow in the world, there will be um, strength from that dimension to move into the world, to move and to grow into the word of God. Amen. Amen. Right? Um, that's, that's one major, major thing that I'm seeing in my heart. And I'm beginning to see that heaven will send so much help for... Uh, <clears throat> send so much help for to uh, move into the 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 works. When I say works. I'm not talking about just natural doing of things. Uh, majorly moving into the the I'll say the expression of the life, mm-hmm. right outwardly, mm-hmm. uh, so that we will move from just the understanding right into uh, the the doing, mm-hmm. the doing of it, right. And, you know, most of the time we see the doing, you know, to us mechanically it just happens like the doing. But that doing there actually speaks of uh, the, the provision of the grace to live a life. That just, that doing, that's what it means. You will come into a grace to live the life, right? It won't just be to go do. If that makes sense. It won't just be, ah, let's just do and do. No, it won't just be that. It will be a natural flow of life. Right? There will be so much grace yeah. that mm. the things we find hard to do, mm-hmm. there will just be such just grace to just yes. begin to flow and begin to obey in righteousness. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just God's wisdom. I don't know. Just, just there's, there's so much that heaven is doing in this season and in this time. <clears throat> and I just want us to be aware of it and make sure that uh, we, are, we are plugged in, we are connected mm-hmm. in the spirit. Uh, we are <clears throat> we are making use. We are profiting uh, with this life. Just it, it doesn't take much, really. If you check, it doesn't really take much. Although it takes much in the physical sense, but it just takes one thing. If you look at it, it just takes submission. Just to submit to God. Just to submit to the the provision of grace in the spirit. Amen. You know, there's there's that. You know, because of anointing flowing too much. Ah, anointing then. Let's go out there. We'll begin to go. Let's go. Okay, now we'll go and do. There will be grace. You know, we call that to self grace, but grace has different faces. It has different faces, right? Uh, when grace begins to come, sometimes it, be- it comes as anointing upon, sometimes it comes as anointing to teach you, sometimes it comes as anointing to do. Right? It just it comes in different phases. It could come to you as. And depending on what God's intent is, grace can come in a, in a different way. You know, just to establish us. And the whole purpose is to build us up and to raise us up as a statue and an edifice that can uh, come and approach God, that God himself can dwell in. Amen. I just want us to be encouraged. I know we are going to have a lot of liberty in the Amen. spirit this year. Amen. And if we are, if we are also sincere, uh, we begin to enjoy so much provision of spirit, uh, so much, so, just, just so much access into the world. Mm, there's so, just so much access into the world. Even, you know, some of us that might be struggling with certain understandings and things like that, we just begin to see grace just to understand. Amen. Uh, like I said, we are in a season of clarity, like just by the reason of this. This recently concluded. Uh, 
school of the spirit is a major marker in the spirit uh, is a major marker in our lives individually and corporately. Mm-hmm. Is a major marker. Amen. Uh, we begin to see that the thing, you know, most of the most of the time, you know, when we are studying and we are, you know, looking at you know scriptures, you know, we can't even connect the message to the word. You know, it's just so hard. But right now, there's enough grace to just begin to see, mm-hmm. just see, mm-hmm. just begin to see, and it will just begin to flow naturally. Naturally, and God will increase us in understanding. Mm-hmm. That has to happen. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. I just want us to encourage us to, to see that we are in for a great treat this year. Heaven is, heaven is very, very, very... Heaven is full. Let me just put that. Heaven is full of so much blessing in the Spirit. And I just want us to plug in there. Uh, keep walking. Keep, uh, keep the steadfastness in the Spirit. Keep the steadfastness. And... Again, when I said keep the steadfastness, okay, you know, there, there are things that result to things. Keep the steadfastness. Keep, keep, make sure that you are following the word. Mm-hmm. You are following the word. Uh, the word that is being spoken, the word that is being preached, and also the word that is finding expression in your heart. Mm-hmm. Make sure to, to follow that. Follow that well. And follow it well. Follow it well. One of the things that you begin to see as these things begin to come into place is so many redefining of or of the 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 life we have been living, and a lot of things will begin to come and clarity. You know, some things you might have think you've mastered, you you begin to see that oh, so this is not the way it should be. Ah, okay. Then you begin to receive strength and strength and strength for increase in the spirit. Amen. I just want us to uh, to be encouraged, amen. You know, for some for some reason, uh, I, I just felt like taking on that note this morning. But uh, one thing that has been evident uh, this year by God's grace is that God is beginning to speak to us about being edified in the spirit, uh, the importance or, or the need to be edified, right? I know most of us, we, you know, we've had edification and all that, you know, but that's what they are saying. So if that's what they are saying, that's what we will say, right? And I think it, it, it has a place in our heart in the sense that, you know, it's not just those words that we you know that is being spoken. It's not just us just, you know, just speaking it and, okay, let's go away. But those words actually are markers also in the heart and in our journey that begins to uh, make things firm. Not just to firm up things in our understanding, in our heart, and also to rearrange uh, things, dispositions, positioning, and understanding in the spirit, right? Mm-hmm. And it is very important that we understand why uh, or what edification is for, right? And I, and I know that you know, most of the time when you hear edification, uh, it just, just comes as, oh, being edified, but why? When he said edified, we don't even know what it means. When I say we don't know what it means, it means the understanding has not settled in the heart, right? And what settles those things is knowing where to place things in the spirit. Amen. Amen. And on, I think on Tuesday, uh, we began to talk about the, the, you know, the wisdom. Uh, and this, we're comparing the spiritual wisdom of God... Uh, of Christ, actually, the spiritual wisdom of Christ, and then we began to weigh side by side 
with the wisdom of this world, right? And <clears throat> that explains uh, a lot. Uh, began to see that the wisdom of this world is actually an enemy against the wisdom of God and of Christ, right? Because the wisdom of this world, what is, is its aim is to actually make men journey away from God's wisdom, right? And the way God's wisdom begins to come to a man is through Christ, right? Christ is the first wisdom of God that we will receive. And uh, again, I wanted to also make mention these things because we've heard it a lot. I know we've heard it a lot. It's a standard thing we hear every day. But maybe not every day. Every time we hear messages, it's a standard thing we hear, which is first Christ, then God. First Christ, then God. Okay, no. It's Christ, then... And to be sincere, that's the message. Right? But the message itself needs to find expression in our soul. Right? So we may hear Christ first, then God. Right? And it may seem, oh, Christ God. But there are things that, that those dimensions ought to impart in the soul. Right? So there is, the, the journey is really Christ, then God. And then we we'll come to the end of the journey which, where we we'll receive the reward, which is eternal life. So the, the, the whole journey, right? is to make sure we, we get to the point where we can receive the reward eh, of God, which is eternal life. Right? So there are, there are, and in our journey, there are many works and rewards along the way. So there are different works which give different rewards in the spirit. Eh? Of course, by the time you finish the journey of Christ, there's a reward for that. Right? And then, of course, after that, the journey has not ended. Then you continue. And then you get the final reward, which is, uh, which is eternal life. And the, the, if you look at the epistles, it has always been centered around that. If you, if you just want to check, just keep reading it. Just begin from uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Okay, those are the, the gospel of Jesus, right? I mean, the gospel, uh, you have the gospel, then you have the epistles. So those are the gospel, then start the epistle, right? Begin Romans, uh, uh, Corinthians, uh, Ephesians, Thessalonians, Colossians, check it. You'll notice that the language, although because of our understanding, we didn't understand the language of the scripture, but now it's actually more evident that all this, what, all, what the, uh, the apostles and what they have been writing really is about the journey of a believer. What they have been, what they have been writing, just check it. You see in Corinthians, you see it in uh, Colossians, you see where Paul will start with, oh, Christ, then God, and then, you know, you, you see all the different display of wisdom with their penning down of the journey where men ought to journey into, right? Where we, there's a place where all of us should journey to, right? And this journey uh, is a journey that takes place in the soul. And the summary of this journey, or let's just say, movement in this journey won't take place without being edified. And that's the sincere truth. Movement won't take place without being edified. Or just check it. Will it is it possible to build a house without supplies? 
It's impossible. If you want to build a house, you would have to get the materials, mm-hmm. right? Now, those materials are the materials to build the edifice. So basically, that is the edification of the building, meaning the supply of the material that ends up building uh, or that ends up in a, a specific stature or building or a frame, right? So if you, want to, if you want to, for example, let's just say your intent is to build a, a water bottle, like, like that one now. Of course, you have to go and look for the plastic material to build it. Now, without that, or let's just say your intent is to build a plastic because you can have an intent to build a metal one. Whichever one you are looking to build, you have to find the material to build it. And then you need, you need to now find a process to build it. Right? You need to, de- okay, let me design the, let me design the bottle. After I design it, okay, this I want it to look. Then you now need to look for how you manufacture the product or the end product. So I have to manufacture it, but to, fi- to manufacture it, I need a material. Right? And that material is important to the whole thing. Yeah. In short, if you don't have the material, you can't have anything at all. You can't, no matter what you are looking to build, if there's no material, you can't end up having built the end product. It's not possible. Mm-hmm. And of course, we know that the end product here is a man, right, with a stature mm-hmm. that can house God. Oh, yes. Right? Yeah. That can house God, that will now inherit God, mm-hmm. right? And how you inherit God, really, is you come into eternal life. Mm-hmm. By the time you are entering there, you are inheriting God. Because eternal life is the same life that is flowing in God, mm-hmm. which would flow to men. Amen. Amen. Which would flow to men. So the same way that heaven is looking to build a product, that's the same way this world is looking to build a product. Just like we are saying this morning in the prayer, you know, there, there is the, there's Christ, yeah. right? And there's the Antichrist. Yeah. The Antichrist is he who works against Christ. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, in our mind, you know, we're all waiting for one Antichrist. Mm-hmm. And we're all waiting for that day that the Antichrist will just show. Of course, there will be that day. But what we all forget is that how did that Antichrist get there? He was not born an antichrist. Was he? No, it's not that the day you were born. You know, Satan has chosen you. You know, there's, that's what is in the mind of men. Ah, there's a... I mean, ah, okay, okay, let me... I don't know you. <laughs> there's this movie I watched, right? Whereby, you know, there... I don't know what the title of the movie is. But it has like three different parts. Whereby they gave birth to... There's just one circumstance... Around the birth of a child, you know, I think I think they said a a hyena or something. It was an animal that gave birth to a human being or something like that. I don't I don't I don't get it. <laughs> I, I, you know, it was I can't, was it Omen? Yes, the Omen. Is <laughs> that movie? <laughs> That's part one, two, and three, right? 
and then if that child was an evil child, when when the when they were in there, that child would just do that. Hmm, there's something will happen to the parent, right? And maybe something they just maybe some accident or just or maybe there's a man that has found out the boy the baby's secret, and then I, I, I believe that child is the antichrist. Then the child is like, okay, you know, okay, good. They look, do something, and then something will happen. Maybe they will fall from the staircase, or something will just push them, and then they will fall and they will die. Wow, and they, they won't be able to pass on the information to the next one. And then somebody else will discover the identity of the child. And then, you know, the circle just keeps continuing. And then in the final, I think in the final part, then finally, the child grew to be a, uh, I think it, it was in politics. So wow. it, it grew to be a, a president or something. And then it was now expressing the the evil nature and all that and then in the end and I said nah there's one part I think they were in the place I think they were I don't know what they were doing I can't remember the movie finally but I shall know at the end and I said Nazarene maybe Satan <laughs> Satan is like, is like he embodied Satan that part is true he embodied Satan and and you know Christ came and one light shined and said Nazarene and that's how they conquered the, the evil guy <laughs> So that's the movie, right? Yeah. Of course, it is not. It is it's, 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 the the Antichrist is not born an Antichrist. Mm-hmm. The, the Antichrist was raised an Antichrist. It's not that they have one evil power to be looked at since they were born. Mm-hmm. And then one again again. No, it's not like that. It's not that an animal. You know, is you'll be so it's so surprised. Just like you and me, just a regular person that just gave themselves to to the building. Against Christ. Mm. Against Christ. And just like the scripture said, don't be surprised if that actually came out of the church. Don't be, don't be surprised. Ah. Eh? But again, you know, some people will hear this like, oh, maybe the church. Mm-mm. The fact that they came out of the church doesn't mean anything. It could have been anybody. Right? But of course, they are more likely to come out of there because. Uh, you ought to have known Christ to be an anti-Christ. Wow. Right? Maybe knowingly or unknowingly, you must have come to some knowledge of Christ to become an anti-Christ. You won't be an anti-Christ if there's no knowledge of Christ. Right? And that knowledge of Christ meaning that there will be a teaching against the worldly standard or the worldly nature. There must be teachings against that. Right? And many people should not look too far from, oh, the Antichrist, no, because you are children. No, 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 don't look too far. You know, what, what, <laughs> what makes an Antichrist really? Eh? It's just the soul nature. Yes, sir. That is where you can build an Antichrist. So the things the Antichrist will use to raise one is not far from what we're already exposed to. is our knowledge. The knowledge we have determines specifically what uh, our, our soul, right? Determines what our soul is accustomed with, right? Of course, if, imagine you are someone that keep giving yourself, <laughs> this thing I wanted to say, imagine you are someone that kept giving yourself to iniquities. Now, I will tell you this, honestly, Mm. I, no, I'm, I, I know for sure, for sure, sure, everybody that do evil know it is evil. Say so you know. And how? 
is there, there's no way you want to do something of iniquity, you will know that this thing is unclean. It's true, Nobody accidentally just, oh, I didn't know. Check it. Every gay person on earth knows that there's something wrong with it. They may not be able to tell you what. Some may, but they know something is not wrong. Nothing is wrong here. Just part of finding the solution to what is wrong, that's where that philosophy came from, where accept yourself. Oh, I was struggling, I was struggling, and then, and then I just finally had to give in, you know. I just had to come out and be myself. I can't continue struggling. Aha, there's a problem. Now, the problem, the problem there is that they, they, they have not received enough supply to deny that lie. So, therefore, they gave in. Okay, let me, let me just give in and let me, let me just do what I want to do. And then, once I do it, finish... You know, I just accept myself. I just, just do it. But really, they know. In their heart, they know something is wrong. And once, of course, once you can logically reason something out, it is easier to embody. You know, most of the time, when you don't like something, when the wisdom is speaking to you, and you've been trying and trying and trying and trying and trying and it's not working, then you know when you're about to when you are ready to give up, you just say the way not the way you give up is not ah, I give up, let me do it. No. The way you give up is in the mind, you begin to reason out why it can be okay. Yes. <laughs> sure, you know that's it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's it. You begin to okay, uh, maybe well, I guess uh, it, it shouldn't be that bad. Okay, well, I think, oh, and for us Christians, we now begin to use, ah, I think this is maybe one of God's trial for me, and wow. I just have to surrender. Maybe God want me to surrender to, to this life. You know what? I'll just surrender. That's, 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 the, way, that's, the, way, that's the way we begin to reason things out and submit to things. Right? But it's not, it ought not to be so. Every, everybody that is doing iniquity knows that there's something yes. iniquitized here. They know. Mm. <laughs> right? Mm. Even though, you know, it's, it's not when they say they know, it's not, it's not a form of knowledge of... Yes, sir. You know, not when they say they know, it's not like, mm. I know, I put my hand in fire and it's not good. And I, you know, there's a... You just... You know, see that conscience? Mm-hmm. See that conscience in the heart? Yes, sir. Is, is a major... Is a, is a, is a, is, let's just is the last defense. Mm. The last defense against the embodiment of a life is the last defense against evil. Yes, yeah. And you know, notice what that's what the scripture now begins to refer to as some who snare their conscience. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that place of a conscience is actually a, a safe place in the soul that God, God is a master builder. Yes. And God puts in, yeah. in the soul to ensure that the soul actually checks what is coming. So the soul has to check, okay, ah, conscience, let me check my conscience, is this thing mm. good? Oh, that is not good though. And you know, and, and that's, that's, and Satan knows that. Mm-hmm. And when he knew that, then he created what we call evil conscience. Mm-hmm. And evil conscience is, is what will make you accept a life that is not meant for the soul. So, so, yeah. That's an evil conscience. 
So an evil conscience is not just ah, I don't, I don't, I, I think, I think I'm having evil conscience. So, because you, you know, I think I'm having evil conscience. So, I think, I think this thing is evil. My conscience does not want me to do this thing. No, you know, we're reasoning out to maybe you want to do something that, of course, you shouldn't have, you know, done. Or let's just say something, you know, you know there are times where we struggle with things inwardly and you feel, okay, let me know. Or let's just say you don't want to talk about something and they're like, ah, you should have spoken, no. Ah, what did make me speak is an evil conscience. Not necessarily. It could be, but not necessarily. But an evil conscience, if you want to just think further than that, because that is more of the surface, right? If you think further than that, you see that the real, the real wisdom behind all that is someone is trying to make you accept something that you shouldn't. So it's, with evil conscience, you can accept, you can accept things. Okay, uh, this, okay, then you snare the conscience. The moment you snare the conscience, uh-huh, you're giving way for the life to come in, and that's what, and that's how an antichrist will be built, because of course. You know, like I said, the letter doesn't mean that the other guy is coming from the church. So I'm trying to explain it so that we understand that this thing is not really, it's not really, you know, tied to the church itself, right? It's not really tied so that you, you just have a free mind. Just, and it's, ah, church. Of course, it's more likely to come from there, but it's coming from anywhere. Mm-hmm. An unbeliever that doesn't know Christ can deny Christ knowingly. And what I mean by that is, you you see something is unclean. Ah. This iniquity, this is this is not good. But you were given heed. I said, okay, let's do it. Hmm? Imagine, imagine. Okay, let me not call Biden a bad person. No, it was Trump we were talking about before. Now he's not the president, so you have to be the talk of the of the city, of the town, and everywhere in the country. You know, U.S. is a very strong. Once you are, once you become the president of U.S., trust, you are you are the talk of the whole nation. You do, unlike you are the president of Nigeria. Nobody, it's Nigerians will talk about you. Right, and per, perhaps when you did you do something rather, and then the other nation want to make reference to you, that's when the world will remember you, right? And it's, it's good that way, it's good that way, right? But once that US, once you're a president, the whole world is looking at you. It doesn't matter whether France, whether Russia, everywhere you are, a, you are, <laughs> you are a figure to behold, yeah. Yeah, a figure. So I won't even blame Trump for so many accusations. Everybody, you know, and men, they all have their mind. They can come up with things. Anything, anything. This, the culture we are in now is anything goes. Before, eh, before they even think of speaking against a, a, a president, they will think twice. Yeah. Ah, okay. But now, no, ah, anything, you know, let's just do, I, I want you say anything, and they call it uh, freedom of speech. Freedom of speech is good. Until you begin to use it for something not good, <laughs> amen. Mm-hmm. Or is it not that what they is it not what they used to uh, what's it called fight for gay right, mm-hmm. uh, freedom of expression, freedom of speech, all those things, and they they they, they begin to use evil conscience <laughs> to work against me. I accept this thing now. What's wrong with being gay? Mm-hmm. I'm gay and I love it. Mm-hmm. I can be me. You don't have to judge me. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. I'm not judging you, but don't judge me for judging. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you say I should not judge you. Fine, I won't judge you. Yeah. Right? But why are you judging me? Because they they used to come with that with that uh, battle. Okay, are, are you a 
to Levi, you say you're a Christian, but why do you judge? You judge. What they are trying to do is they have to be appealed to that conscience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. they, they, they are rotting an evil. Mm-hmm. That thing is to make you feel bad. Huh. Mm-hmm. Hey, okay, maybe we should accept them. Ah, that's, not, that, that's an evil conscience. Mm-hmm. But they, are not, they ought not to judge. Mm-hmm. Okay, then you too, don't judge me. Okay, you have freedom of speech. Say you no problem. Say you want, you are fine. Nobody's killing you. But when I say also that the scripture says that it's not good to be gay, then come, don't come and judge me. Yeah. The fact that you are judging me means something is telling you that it is wrong. Yeah. Right? So that's just the the life. That's just the life that you know men exhibit naturally, and all these things can be summarized into wisdom. Right? Yes. It's the wisdoms. In summary, yes. wisdoms. So an antichrist is a an antichrist is a building against Christ. And like I said, anybody can be that. And if you look into the scriptures, because of time I, I was going to go in there, but because I want to start from somewhere, but maybe we'll just I don't we'll see how God will do it. You see that that antichrist and I think we mentioned a little bit in the prayer too. So you begin to see that when uh, John began to speak, after a while, because he's actually speaking from a dimension that can see an antichrist, yeah. right? Yeah. Because, or the possibility to be an antichrist, right? The possibility are those who draw back. Yeah. Are those who what? would draw back. Because, see all these things that we're going through, there's a lot of reformation going on in the soul. There's a lot of what? Reformation going on in the soul. And as a result, when we begin to come into Christ's dimension, right, begin to hit trials. When we begin to hit trials, something will begin to to speak to you. Ah, you know you can go back. Right? You know you don't have to you don't have to suffer this. Why are you yeah. suffering yourself? Yes, sir. Why? Why are you st- Why are you suffering yourself to to listen to messages? Why are you suffering yourself to be like Christ? Why? Why are you suffering yourself to do obedience? Why are you so? Why? Why? Why is it Christ? Christ Jesus is simple. God is simple. God is God is not complicated. Those kind of statements. Wow. Eh? Those kind of statements are statements from those that don't have strength to continue. Mm. The can't journey. So John, from where he's at, began to speak and began to warn. Mm. Right? He began to warn the body. Mm. And he was writing in John. He says, say also the Antichrist, well, right? So God said they are not all of us. So they went out of us to be made manifest that they are not all of us. Right? Now that there's a point whereby you get to, you can begin to draw back. Yeah. And that and that that point is the point where you are about to be made an elect. Right? So when they're saying, beware of a false prophet, right? Even the elect might be deceived. Hey, I hope, because I was actually hoping that I would actually speak simply today. But the way the word is going, I don't know, because I'm actually careful for those that may be hearing this for the first time. Uh, God will help us to break it down. Amen. Amen. Because <clears throat> there is a point where when you say you're about to be made an elect, now this being made an elect is as a result of a building in the soul. 
Let's not forget we are talking about being built, right? There's a point whereby you be made, uh, you are about to be made an elect of God, and when you're about to be made an elect of God, meaning you are you are finishing Christ, you are at Christ's fullness. When you have fullness, you are being made an elect, but an elect can still be deceived. Why? The reason why they can be deceived is because they are prophets with mouth. They are prophets with what? With mouth. They are prophets with mouth that can rewrite their steps. So, you know, he was telling them, beware of false prophet. Now, because when you are nearing, when you are beginning to near Christ, so the end of Christ, the full prophetic nature is beginning to form. You are about to enter into a prophetic, another, another prophetic expression. Amen. You're about to move into another what? Prophetic expression. Now, entering into Christ is actually all, is a prophetic expression. That's a prophetic expression. I'm not talking about, hey, tomorrow you shall see gold. Or tomorrow, five million dollars shall come into your account. Mm-mm. I'm not talking about that, mm-hmm. right? That you will see that a lot during the baby dimension when you are a, when you are a newborn babe. Mm-hmm. Let me use that word. As newborn babes desire the what the sincere milk of the world. Then after a while, you become a babe, right? But you are a babe in Christ. But a baby in Christ is different from a newborn babe. A newborn baby is still a baby, but a newborn babe is not as, as edified or as built as a babe in Christ. And what separates them is, 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 the, is the material that they've used to build them. And that material is the aim of that material is to change the content in the soul. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Notice, uh-huh, I'm very thank God for this wisdom. See this, uh, see this bottle now, right? Do you, if I tell you, do you believe that this bottle can become metal? What will you say? No, no right? Naturally speaking. But when you move away from the natural dimension, you begin to move into a prophetic state. You can boldly say that that thing can become metal. Or can you say that a grass can become stone? If you look at it, it's not possible. Right? How can a grass become stone? It's impossible. But prophetically speaking, it is possible. Right? Imagine the way the, the, uh, the prophet speaks. Just imagine the way they prophesy. Behold, I will, I will do a new thing. I will, behold, I will, I, will make a new, I will do a new thing. I will what? I will, uh, I would uh, make part in the... Uh, wait, who can help me call that thing? So, you make the cooker way straight, and then he's talking about... Uh, Springing, uh, springing water in a desert place, right? You no know, desert, you don't find water there anyway. 
You can't find water. When you find water, you'll be like, Father, thank you. Friend and who who has it, they call it. It is rare to find water in a desert place. It is rare. There's a reason they call it desert. There's a reason for that. Desert means absence of water. Dry is a dry and thirsty place. Desert, it's deserted. It's desolate. And do you know that that's the state of the soul? That is the what? That is the state of the soul. That is the state of the, the state of the soul is the soul is a desolate place. No, no desolate has a in a way as a as a form of vanity. When you say desert, vain. No desert is almost like something is empty, deserted. Nobody lives there. Desolate is the same. Mm? Abby? Vanity is the same. Now, people that live the vain life or vanity life, they are bound to be deserted in their soul. Now, why are they why are they why are they deserted? Because there's absence of life. There's absence of life. So the reason why the soul is dry and test in it. You notice, if you look at the scriptures, you always see where God begins to make reference to in a dry and testy place, you know, I'll make way in the desert, you know, I'll lay desolate, then I'll build, all those things. You begin to hear the prophet speak that way. So there's a reason why God begins to speak that way. See, honestly, it's now. It's, I'll say now, okay, when I begin to move into the light of Christ, I began to understand what the prophet used to say. Now it's even clearer. Honestly, throughout when I was uh, growing up, I never... I read the prophet, but I can tell you I read them day and not even day and night. I shall read them. But one thing is very evident what I read absence of knowledge, understanding. Mm. I have no clue. Imagine they say I make a place in a desert. And after that, I will see people that will come and they begin to tear what the prophets were saying, not in the light of the word of righteousness, in a natural light. And it makes sense. I'd be wondering, how are these people doing this thing? How are they getting this thing? How are they fetching this thing? And then, maybe me too, I'll use my hand. I say, let me go and read. Maybe I'll get something. I read, 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 nothing. Nothing, zero. De- dry desert. And then, I would, at the time, I was reading Ezekiel. Ah, Ezekiel, oh, yes. Then, what are to the left? The, the tabernacle, northeast. I'm like, what is north? What is east? Why is God saying northeast? What has that got to do with anything? But as light begins to shine, then I began to understand that what the prophet were speaking about was actually, they were speaking about an entrance. Actually about an entrance into a life. And look at it. The prophet they are almost the same as the apostles. Just check it. The way the letters of the apostles go is almost the same as the letters of the prophet. Right? Then you, are now, you, now, you now see in Ephesians, you know, in conventional, thank God for, I'm sorry, I'm not open Bible, have I? But are we blessed? 
I really want to open Bible. Because to, um, to this fact, okay. Ah, I won't open Bible. So, you see that the prophet, they began, they began to sound, sorry, the apostles, sounds like the prophet. Because what the prophet, what the apostles really excavated is what the prophets were saying. Check it. What, what John said, what Peter said, what Paul, James, Titus, Philemon, all those letters, what the apostles were saying really was interpreting the prophet. That's it. No wonder in Ephesians chapter 3, they began to say, you were built upon the foundations of prophets and apostles. Right? You are built upon the foundation of prophets and apostles. Now, when I say you are built upon a foundation, it means that you have actually gained entrance into being built. Through the apostles and the prophet, you will gain entrance into being built. So all the prophets were saying was not just prophesying. They were actually prophesying Christ. So they are not prophesying in the sense that we think they are prophesying. Now, what is, what, who is a prophet? Because hmm? I know where the thought started is beware of false prophet. Abby? Yes. Okay, let's just open the Bible. Let's start from there. So at least we open the Bible. Matthew 7. Is it 22 or 23? 15. 15. Let me read it. Verse 15, Matthew 7. Beware of false prophets, mm-hmm. which come to you in sheep's clothing. Okay, so, so you see, that's Matthew, right? That's Christ speaking. Mm-hmm. So beware of false prophets, prophets. who come to you what? In sheep's, in sheep's clothing. clothing. But inwardly they are ravening But, okay, wait. You see what they said? But inwardly they are ravening wolves. So that false prophet talks about, mm. actually speaks wow. about something about the soul dimension, right? So they are, they are not just, you know, they are not prophets that come and tell you what your account will be like tomorrow or who you marry, right? They are not talking about those. You know, false prophets, you know, in our mind are usually one of those. Maybe the person came and said something and didn't come to pass or the person didn't see anything, God didn't see anything and they speak, right? Mm-hmm. But that's not it. Mm-hmm. Beware of what? False prophet. Prophets. Now, there are two parts in Mahata there are two places where false prophet can come out from. And all of those places are always entrances. So when you're about to enter into a Christ, or into Christ, you can potentially meet false prophet. Right? And when you have journeyed, you've mm-hmm. finished Christ, you're about to enter into God, you, you come into another stature of pro, false prophet. Now, who is a prophet? Mm-hmm. A prophet is he who mm-hmm. a prophet is he who brings forth life. Mm-hmm. Or who, who begins to teach men how they should live. 
so a prophet is is an architect in the spirit that pro, say prophesy begin to speak of something that you should come into wow right yes sir so a prophet is actually a builder in the soul so for example a false prophet who in, 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 in an entrance to Christ will be those that will tell you, don't, don't, what's Christ? Who, Christ. Jesus is Jesus. Mm. Why are you learning Christ? Christ, why faith? Why learning faith? Right? Mm. There's false prophets in that dimension because they are prophesying of another life. Yeah. Why? Because, of course, if you are saying, don't enter Christ, you must give me something else. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. And as you begin to grow, the stature of that prophet begins to increase negatively. Yes. So by the time you are by the gate of entering God, they now begin to tell you how you should not leave this world. How do they do that? They tell you to hang your life on this world. Mm-hmm. And how do you see those such things? You know, it's very simple. Live for your job. Mm-hmm. That's one. Uh, you know there's something wrong in working. But then they will not begin to tell you that your life is dependent on this thing. If you don't have it, your life is gone. But what that begins to, but those things, ah, thank you, Jesus. Those things, what they begin to do, to t- what they begin to tell you, eh, is fear for your life. Yeah, fear. Why? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. I know a prophet always talks about what has not what, what is to come. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow. Fear for tomorrow. Where are you? Ah, think about tomorrow. Okay. When you have thought about tomorrow, ah, you want your tomorrow to be okay. Mm-hmm. Then you need to take this job now. Mm-hmm. Take it now. If you don't take it, there'll be a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But decisions shouldn't come from there. Yes, sir. Eh? Yes, decisions shouldn't come from there. That, that wisdom is what we call worldly wisdom. It's the one that always comes to quickly, before you even think. Yeah. It's the one that first show up. Ah, come. Uh, this is good, awesome. Take it. Mm-hmm. And, and here's the funny thing because mm. the voice of wisdom is almost the same, both negatively and positively, yeah. you can take a worldly wisdom for a spiritual one. Yes, now check it. The way wisdom behaves is almost yes. the same, yes, sir. or rather, it's actually the same. It's just that what it gives you yes. is the problem. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Wisdom, whether worldly one or the one that comes from above, they always express the same way. Mm. What is the job of wisdom really? Is to give you something. Wisdom is what goes to gather. Wisdom is the tool they use to find. Is, wisdom is what gives you what will edify you mm. to build you up. Without wisdom, you can't find that. Yes, sir. And that's how we've been built before we found Christ. So, of course, we've been accustomed with the wisdom that begins to tell you about things. Just tell you and tell you and tell you, okay, this is how you do this. This is how you do that. Okay, that will do this on this way. And some there are some there are some things you know we're just seeing these days mm-hmm. that we are learning. You know, you know, we see kids, mm-hmm. and you be one. They will do something. You will be wondering. I did not do this in front of you. Your parents said nobody has ever done it in front of this child. Mm-hmm. 
but the child exhibited something. Where did you learn that thing from? Mm. Or, for example, let's just say you give a child an assignment, or let's just say, okay, um, hi, John. Okay, take this book and read A, B, C to Z. Like, A, Z. That's not it. Read it properly. A. Mommy, no! And you'll be wondering. You'll be frustrated. <laughs> it's true now. I don't say, we never bought yet, so, but. <laughs> we've just seen different things. I say, ah. You know, just be around. Where did you learn that one from? And then just do something. Okay, I'll give you a reward. You know what? Read this A B C. I'll give you biscuit. A B C D. That tells you something. That child knows what it's doing. It's not. It's not. You know, most of the time, just zero. They don't know. I know. They don't know what they are doing. Ah, sorry. They know, but how do they know what they are doing? Something is speaking to them. Something. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'm not happy by God's grace, but mm. no, that makes you want to wonder, ah, how will you raise your child? No. That means that once you give birth, like that, you're, in, you're about to start another battle. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not the child you are battling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not the child. Okay. Spirit. Spirit. Yeah. Why? Because by default, yeah. spirit, once you are born, Spirits are attracted to you. Mm-hmm. Why? We have to do something. There's someone we need to raise. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. There's someone we need to what? Raise. We need to raise. There's, there's somebody that must be raised. Therefore, spirit will gather. <laughs> okay, well, let's begin to... How? Then I begin to give the child wisdom. Do this, do that, do this, do that. They begin to gain things. And that thing does not... And here's the thing. Those things don't go away. And that's one of the mistakes we make. No, just because somebody grows up, you think those things grow. No. no. Most of the time you think, ah, when they go, they are growing. They, they, they don't add. <laughs> thank you. They don't outgrow it. What they do is that thing becomes more sophisticated. Or it, it changes state. It's just like it, maybe a child likes playing with Lego. After a while, the Lego becomes uh, it becomes uncomfortable or becomes too low mm-hmm. to work with. Then we need something more sophisticated. Okay, give me Game Boy. Mm-hmm. After they play that one, finish. Okay, okay, this thing is not it's not satisfying something again. Okay, okay, give me give me PS One. Mm-hmm. They are still playing game. Just that the level at which the intelligence is required to play the game is different. And that's how we are, too. Yes, As we grow, yes. most things don't just go. They just become more sophisticated. Yeah. And here's the funny thing. As we grow up, they become more spiritual. Yes, meaning, yeah. more hidden. Yeah. Now, the only way you can take something out of the spiritual to be seen is by prophecy. Yes, sir. Wow. Mm. Oh, my how? Oh, it's prophecy or prophet that reveal what is not seen. So you need, you need a prophetic nature, yeah. which is why you need to come into the learning of Christ. Yes. Because that is the first yes. prophetic expression yes. you will come into. Yes. Now, that doesn't mean that when you are a babe, it doesn't mean you don't, you know, 
When I say prophetic, of course, I'm not talking about prophesying about tomorrow. I'm talking about the prophetic nature that builds. Hmm? So false prophets are those that begin to teach a life that goes against the true prophetic nature. So the true prophetic nature, its aim is to raise your soul, grow you, edify you, so that you can become spiritual. Then when you are becoming spiritual, then you begin to come into prophecy of God's order. And don't think too much about it, like, oh, what is this? Ah, prophecy, prophecy. Just look at the simple definition of what prophecy is. Prophecy means you speak. You bring forth. And speaking means revealing the unknown. Revealing the unknown. And again, the soul is prophetic in nature. The soul works in a prophetic environment. How you give something to the soul is that soul must receive something prophetically. How? When you begin to talk about prophetically, the beginning of that is wisdom. It has to be given prophetically. No prophetic, uh, sorry, wisdom is prophetic in nature. And I'm not talking about the worldly wisdom. I'm not talking about Solomon's wisdom. I'm talking about Solomon, uh, sorry, I'm talking about wisdom that comes from above. Right? Wisdom that comes from above. So those those only prophet, those are false prophet, and they say something. Say they come, read it again. Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, mm-hmm. but inwardly they are ravening wolves. They come with what with sheep's clothing. Now, of course, that sheep's clothing. Is an outward expression of good, yeah. but inwardly bad intent, mm. right? So sheep, they were sheep's clothing. When you see sheep, meek. Oh wow! You know a sheep, it looks very helpless. Yeah, mm. you know they will be making that sound, and then you'll be looking for. Oh yeah, oh. they are even blind. They don't even know where they are going. Mm. You, you know they also follow the sheep, uh, the shepherd's voice. So when you when you see such a nature, you think, ah, this person has been following the shepherd, not knowing that no, they are following an, a, the, a negative shepherd, yeah. right? Then they are that dimension where they inwardly they are no longer sheep, they are wolves, and and so the true the the the, the true definition of a person is what is inward, what is inside, yes, and what what it contains. Yeah. Isn't it? Is what it what, what it contains, and what it contains is as a result of being edified with something, right? Now, because of that, we're not going to we're not going to read further, so that I'll round up, and hopefully we'll continue from there. So you notice after that, then Peter begin to talk in Peter. Second Peter chapter 2, I think. Second Peter chapter 2, you now see where Peter begins to speak about false prophets as well. Then, towards, towards the end, 
And I began to talk about the dog is returned back to its vomit. Right? And I know, I, I'm not sure if anybody can remember, I know Reverend taught us this in one of the admitting convention. Now, in that, what he said is, a dog returning to its vomit has become a wolf. Right? So, when a dog returns to its vomit, that dog becomes a wolf. And that, those with that nature, they, they are the one called false prophet. How? Just look at that. Just look at the, def- the, 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 the design. You were following Christ. Then you, when you want to enter Christ, you vomited something. Yeah. And then you were going, you were going, you were going. Then you get to a point, you now return back your vomit. Wow. So that tells you about a nature inwardly. Of course, that kind of configuration is anti-Christ in nature. Because you've gone through Christ, they begin to journey back. And here's this, the, the bad part of it is, when you journey back, you journey back to perdition. Because it is not, it is not possible for you to have tasted eh? To have tasted of the heavenly power, and yet, it's not. When you do that, you you are building a nature against Christ. So those are false prophet. They re, they reveal away, right? That's how you you can become a false prophet. And of course, all of these things I'm saying is I'm talking about what can result in a soul for a soul to get there. Right, because I know most, mostly that's majorly our our barrier in understanding. Right, to be working with a post prophet, where this, where that, it's not too far. It's just so. Mm. One one thing I realized over time and time and time is this Bible. This Bible, no matter what it's saying, and the understanding it's bringing, is to is is talking about the building. Of a soul, the stature, different different ex- soul expressions, yes, sir. right? And those soul expressions is as a result of a building. What we should be, how we should be, what should be inside the soul. So therefore, you need. Let me let me end here, and that will be the it for today. So, of course, like I was saying earlier, to be edified, right, is what is important. You need the material, right. To build things, right? And can can grass turn to stone? Is possible? Yes, Prophetically, it's possible. Why? Because it is possible to release substances that can change the nature of a soul. You know that is a the nature of a, you know when we're, when we're thinking about it. Ah, can a bottle turn to metal? It's, ah, it's impossible because in, in the natural sense, or let's just put it this way, in a carnal sense, it is impossible to replace this plastic and make it metal. If there's a process that is, I don't know, I don't know, I've not seen one. But what they can do is they can take the same design for this and build it with a metal. But, but after they've built this plastic, they can't, without breaking down this thing, make metal. But that's what God does with the soul. 
God does not destroy the soul to rebuild it. What God does is a surgical operation. He knows how to lay the block, bit by bit, begin to replace. And by the time God is done, when you look at a grass, before you close eye open, you see stone. How did that happen? It's a prophetic expression. Right? And the entrance into prophetic expression is coming into supernatural wisdom. That's the entrance into the prophetic uh, dimension, right? Into wisdom. And then what happens? The prophetic is what speaks or what brings what edifies. You notice that let's, let's open Corinthians because of time. I, I hope I know I didn't open too much Bible today. Let's open 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Amen. Thank God for for Bible. So let's read from chapter 14, verse... Because of of time... Let's read from verse 3. Okay, let's let's read from verse 1, actually. And then we'll read read up to verse 9. Can someone please read from verse 1? Now concerning spiritual gifts, but oh, chapter fourteen, verse one. Okay. Follow after charity. Okay. Desire spiritual gift. But rather that ye may prophesy. You say desire spiritual, but rather that ye may prophesy. Right. So are we are we understanding that prophetic dimension? Mm-hmm. Of course, you know, as a result of light that we see, we be, things begin to lift differently. Mm-hmm. Right. Just to explain things, let's continue. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue mm-hmm. speaketh not. Okay. But unto God, for no man understandeth understand him. Mm. How be it in the spirit is mystery. How be it in the spirit is speaketh mysteries. Say, but he that prophesied. Okay, let's let's continue. But he that prophesied mm-hmm. speaketh unto men to edification mm-hmm. and exhortation and comfort. You see? Mm. He that speaketh. So he that prophesied speaketh unto men. To edification and exhortation and comfort. So you see that you need the prophetic expression for edification. No wonder the building is upon the foundations of prophets and apostles. Hmm? Said men to edification. Now this one. You know, of course, you know, we can understand it naturally how we, you know, you know, there's a sense of edification when a prophet comes and begins to call all of you. Uh, you come here. Your, your, your house in Aja has red key. In the room, there's a blue color on the wall. Under your bed, there's a calabash. Right? 
You know when people do that, everybody will like, yeah, he's a true prophet. Is it true? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. True prophet. How many of you have seen that video of uh, Aflukao? Nobody has seen that video. I don't have to talk against you, but <laughs> they just, you know, you know why you are doing commentary? <laughs> you know, for example, now, there's a, maybe we are in a meeting and then things happen, right? So when they are not editing the video, <laughs> they now begin to announce, oh, ah, Prophet Haflukau just spoke in the spirit without knowing the man. Oh, wow, this speaks that Prophet Haflukau is a true man of God. Okay. I'm like, that's, that's, that's not really... But if you check it in sincerely, if you, if, if you want to look at it, analyze it just by the light we're seeing, we see that that's not really, really, really prophecy. It's not. Mm. Telling me the color of my room. It's not prophecy. Oh! Okay, fine. A true prophet is he who shows the way which shows the way, speaks of a way. There's something they are speaking of. Mm. Now, of course, all these things I'm saying have their own place in the milk level. Mm. In the milk level. And I was, to be sincere in my heart, I was thinking perhaps I'll talk more of milk level today. That's what I was thinking. I was just perhaps hoping that maybe I'll be able to explain some of the things we've been talking about. But, but if you look at it, I guess it's just good I want us to speak this way. And maybe next time we meet, maybe you will allow us to speak in a, in a more friendly, friendly way. But I, but I still think most of us can still relate with this somehow. Abby, we can, if we get it. Said, eat that speaketh in an... Okay, let's read further. Verse uh, 4. Yes. He that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifies mm-hmm. himself, mm-hmm. but he that prophesied edifies the church. Mm-hmm. I would that ye all speak with tongues, but rather that ye prophesy. <laughs> For greater is he that prophesied than he that speaketh with, Tongue. with tongues, except he, he interpret, that the church may receive edifying. Now, brethren, if I come unto you speaking with tongues, what shall I profit you, except I shall speak to you either by revelation, or by knowledge, or by prophesying, or by doctrine? Hmm. And even things without life, giving sound, mm-hmm. whether pipe or harp, hmm. except they give a distinction in the sound, how shall, shall it be known what is piped or harped? Okay, amen. Amen. Let's just stop there because of time, and then I'll just explain, and then that's it for today. So you, you see that uh, Paul was talk, speaking more about the importance of prophesying, the need to prophesy, mm. right? So he's talking about the need to prophesy, right? Now, if there is no prophecy, there is no entrance into a life. So it now began to speak that if you speak in tongues, of course tongues leads to prophecy. Right? Now, tongue is the first expression of the mystery which interpretation gives to give understanding. 
Right? But tongues and interpretation together is a form of expression of prophecy. Right? So which means for a prophecy to be revealed, tongue must be in place. Then interpretation must come forth. Now, the way I'm seeing it, the tongue that must be in place is what begins to speak about that which is hidden. Which is the hidden mystery. Because you notice earlier, it talked about mystery. If, if you look at uh, you know, verse 12 and then verse 13, and then also in verse 2, I believe, say, he that speaketh in an tongue speaketh mysteries, right? He speaketh mysteries. Mm-hmm. Mysteries is what we are actually looking to learn. The mysteries contain the content for edification. When a mystery is revealed, Imagine, check it. When something that is mysterious suddenly gets revealed, there's something the soul enjoys, both natural and spiritual. There's a kind of form of pleasure that just, hey, yeah. ah, that thing was demystified, especially if you are not the person that demystified the thing. Hey, ah, that thing was, you know, yes, not like, like maybe you are working at work now and then you are the brain behind one, one uh, invention. Ah, no, you know, there's a joy that, hey, well, but really, no that awkward there is just a inward prophetic expression that mm. is negative. Mm. Mm? <laughs> no, there's that there's that inward there's that inward inward negative because when we were growing up, we were and it's not a cause, it's not a, anything, it's just fact. Mm. We were raised with false prophetic substance. Yes. Mm. That's how we were raised. So you need another prophecy or another prophet to begin to bring a new way, which is the reason for Christ. Christ is a prophet. You know that, right? So Christ is a prophet that begins to prophesy. When we now move into learning Christ, we are beginning to learn the prophetic speakings of Christ. Which is for edification. Right? Which is to edify. You edify. You edify. When you are, when you are finished edifying things, you, you, you will be, the result is an edifice. Just as we've learned in the convention, when they begin to edify, they, they lay the foundation. Then after a while, they try the, the stone. Because there is a, in, after you lay the foundation, then you begin to raise the cornerstone, right? Then you now have uh, the chief cornerstone, which is Christ, that is officiating that process. Then after a while, what the result is a building, right? That result is a building. Now, if you want to understand what I'm saying, it means that there's a point your soul will get to. That soul will have a stature mm-hmm. of a building. Right? Mm-hmm. Then after that, when that building is raised, that building now becomes another foundation. Mm-hmm. Christ is the foundation of God. Right? So that building, when they erect that building, being edified, the substance that they use is what's important, which is Christ. Mm-hmm. They build the edifice. Once they build it, 
then that building becomes a foundation which now begin to build God on top. Is that clear? So the first process in getting that edifice to start, like we said, first of all, you have to find the land. Where will I build? And that finding the land is an attitude in the soul. Where, you see, the, yeah. the art begins to hunger and test yeah. for righteousness. Mm. Mm. Hunger mm? yeah. and test for righteousness it doesn't mean that you are hungry to go and do righteousness. Ah, you don't even know what righteousness is. Yeah. means God will create an experience around you whereby you are uncomfortable yeah. with the norm. And most of us can recognize this state because yes. we've been there. Yeah. Yes, that there, there has to be more. Yeah. Now, God is beginning to do something in the soul to begin, so that it can begin to test and hunger after righteousness. Because they don't know, and know what righteousness is. They don't know what it should be. They, don't, they have no clue. But of course, when I say test and hunger, there's also another test and hunger in Christ's dimension. But anyways, but the one I'm just, the Holy Ghost is allowing us to speak about now is the initial state. Where you begin to become very discomfort, you are not comfortable, which the prophecy brings comfort for. You know, it says it for edifying, for exhortation, and for comfort. Right? For comfort. Comfort you, comfort you, my people. So there's a comfort coming as a result of the prophecy, which is edifying. Is that clear? Is it too technical? No, it's not too technical. It's, under, it's understandable? Yeah. Okay. So, the, the reason for the prophetic speaking is to bring a kind of comfort, right? For, egg, for edifying. For exhortation. Exhortation is almost the same as edification. Mm. Exhortation is to raise. Mm. But it's not the same, actually. But it's almost like you edify to exhort. Mm. Abby? Exhortation is the building up. Edification is the supply of the material. Right? Mm -hmm. So you can see that prophecy supplies the material for edification, for you and I to be edified. Then also begins to, bless you, begins to cause exhortation in the spirit, which is the raising of the building. And through all that process, we are coming into comfort. Right? We are coming into what? As we are coming into comfort, you know there's a comfort that Christ has. I will send you another comforter, which is Holy Ghost, which brings a kind of comfort in the milk state, which leads you to the comfort in Christ. Right? When we are full of Holy Ghost, then where we are hunger and we are hungry and thirsting after righteousness mm-hmm. in our soul, then heaven begins to make everything begin to raise discomfort around our our, our 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 mind, our state inwardly. You notice everything God does always inwardly, mm-hmm. right? When you are where okay, what there must be more is inward. Is inward witness. What is God? Why am I created as a Christian? <laughs> Where are we going? I have so many questions. Everyone is beginning to create hunger 
and thirst. So that you can come into what we call righteousness or the learning of righteousness. Now, what that learning is for is to deal with all the problems of wisdom that we gained in this world. We have, we have what? We have wisdom we gain in this world. Let's end. We'll just end the message here. Because I, I feel I, want, I should explain that. Nah, it's okay. God will help us. That was good. That was good. And I believe last week we talked a lot about wisdom. And I think God gave us insight into that. Right? But, everyone, what, I believe what everyone is speaking to us today is to understand the need for prophecy. or what the, they, are, they are trying to explain the prophetic nature. What prophetic nature does. Hmm? Without the prophetic nature or the prophetic expression, you can't learn Christ. And what brings what what begins that is you come into wisdom. The way wisdom works is prophetic in nature. How? How how does he know what to gather, what to bring? You know, wisdom is the gatherer. Hmm? I will just read, sorry, I'll just read this passage. We just finished reading again a bit. That part where it said, there's a part here that it said. Talk about knowledge. It says in on verse, he said, Now, brethren, if I come unto you speaking with tongues, what shall it profit you? What shall it profit you? That profit there is edification, exhortation, and comfort. That means if you speak with tongues, what shall it profit you? Except I speak to you either by revelation. Or by knowledge, or by prophesying, or by doctrine. But you you be, you you'll be surprised that these things, either by revelation or by knowledge, either by revelation or by knowledge, almost talking about the same thing, almost because it's actually talking about an expression of wisdom and revelation. Because you can't talk about wisdom and revelation without uh, we can't talk about knowledge. Without wisdom and revelation. Because wisdom and revelation result in the knowledge of him. Right? Said all by prophesying or by doctrine. Said, all by prophesying or by doctrine. That prophecy, what it ought what it ought to give is doctrine. Because doctrine is what they use to raise men. Doctrine is what they use to raise to exalt. Now, what forms the doctrine are materials for edification. So when God wants to raise you or build your soul, then he begins to give you materials that can exalt you. How? He begins to move you into revelations. I don't know why I have this, but I have a sense that maybe someone listening or maybe someone here that... There is, there is a disconnect between the life, right? What I'm seeing is there's a way we, we see this life. We, hear, you know, there's, we are hearing, we love it, but we are, not, we are not accustomed to revelation or the revelatory life that follows this life. 
which is needed if you would be profitable with it. Isn't it? It is needed to make profit. Of course, what shall it profit you? If I speak with tongues, mm-hmm. but not with knowledge, mm-hmm. what shall it profit you? Which means to make profit of this life, there's a need of understanding of the revelation or knowledge which comes by a man being exposed to the spirit of wisdom and revelation which is the stature of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Now, you're be- that time you are beginning to come into lordship. You know babes don't have lords. Mm-hmm. Or newborn babes, I mean. But a babe in Christ is, begin- is, is beginning to have lords. And I don't know if these things, but it's just thought that came to my mind. You know when you get, you get back to a newborn babe? He's the one loading the parent. It's the baby that's loading the parent. How? You must give the baby food every four hours. You must do this, you must do this, you must do that. Whether we like it or not, we have to do it. Because the baby must eat. So it's the baby that is loading the parent. The loading the parent. Abby? Yeah. But after a while, that thing ends. Yeah. Then... Like, let's say after six months, when uh-huh, they are okay after a while, then the, the, the parent begin to, uh, they begin to reveal lordship to the baby. No. Go and sleep. No. No. Okay, come. Come on. They determine when you eat. Okay, come on. You, you eat? Okay, come on. Eat, okay. Come on, eat. Oh, yeah, go and sleep. Okay. You wake up early. Stay there until I'm ready to come and carry you. It's true. Uh-huh. They begin to they begin to streamline all the they begin to streamline all the now that means the babe is not a newborn babe anymore. Six months is not a newborn babe. It's not a build. Right? So at that time they begin to come into some some form of lordship. Right? So that means also in the nature of our soul, our soul does not like lordship. If a soul has not come into lordship, eh? That soul will, will lack growth spiritually. And that's why I, I fear for everyone that says we don't have leader, and we are all, we are all brethren. It's okay. That, that one is just a physical manifestation of a spiritual wisdom. Eh? That's a spiritual, it's a spiritual wisdom that talks about also how the soul grows. Eh? So when a child, you know when you are a, a newborn baby, you are in milk, you are the one that determines what you want. God, give me this. At 2 o'clock, I'm ending now. God, give me this. God, give me that. You see? And God will, God is treating you like a newborn babe. Then after a while, when he wants to reveal lordship to you, he say, okay, now, see all those things you're asking for? Hold on. Okay, I don't, I'm not giving you this. I'll give you this. Okay, not anymore. Take this. Then God begins to deal with you as a... Um, it's no longer dealing with you as a babe. It's no longer dealing with you. Was that, I'm trying to talk about that Hebrews passage that talks about uh, how God begins to deal with us. Right? It doesn't deal with us. It begins to reveal lordship. And anybody that does not go through lordship can never, ever come into inheritance of God. Because what precedes God is lordship. So there's a lordship learning which brings you into another lordship teaching of God, which ends in inheritance. 
Eh? So, so if anybody would escape lordship, including every soul that... And as one way God also makes sure that every soul goes to lordship. Eh? That's one, one way the government is put you under. And then women put you under man. And I know in the minds of women, they'll be like, where is the man? Where are the men? Where, 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 who are they under? And they are under Christ. Mm-hmm. And God, if you check it also, in the structure God set in the body, it's impossible for a man not to be under. Because there will be spiritual leadership over. Right? It's impossible. So God knows how, it's just spiritual. God knows how he put everything in place. There's always lordship one way or the other. Because the things of God also finds expression in the natural. Mm? So lordship is a, an important learning. If you will not stumble. If you will not what? Stumble and eat the rock of offense. You need lordship. You need to be lorded for that to happen. Amen. So the beginning of this is the the beginning of lordship is the expression of the prophetic speakings which gives entrance into lordship. Right? And that prophetic speaking ex- begins to express itself by giving you access into wisdom, which is the wisdom of God, which we are talking about on Tuesday. The wisdom which comes from above is first pure. Is first what? Pure. That one is different. It's pure. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why it's pure. Because it's been purified. Mm-hmm. Right? It's first pure. It's been purified. Mm-hmm. That pure signifies something. It means it's not the same as the one that we have in the world. Mm-hmm. It's not the same. It says pure. There's a purity in that wisdom that speaks about holiness. Right? Speaks about holiness. Because the aim of Christ is to sanctify you holy. They need to make you holy. Right? That's the reason for your training or your building in Christ. And how will they make you holy? They begin to, that same pure wisdom begins to purify the, the dark wisdom. Hmm? That there's a dark wisdom that expresses itself in us. Then begin to come into the wisdom of God which is first pure, then the end of that is peace, which now says is then peaceable. And then that begins to talk about the peace dimension. Is it to be entreated? Which is also charity. Then begin to express, that peace is almost expressing a charity nature. Right? So they're just talking about two ends of that life. So the wisdom is first pure, then peaceable. When your wisdom becomes peaceable, it is turning into the wisdom that gives access into God. Yeah. Isn't it? Because there's a wisdom that is different from the one you entered Christ with. Mm-hmm. Because now it's peaceable. Mm-hmm. That one will begin to prophesy of something else. Which is begin to prophesy about God. Right? So that we can learn God and come into the edification and exhortation of God's realm. Mm-hmm. Mm? And then we we'll end in God's comfort. Mm. Ah, now I get it. Now that God's comfort is what we call rest. Mm. There's something. There's a, there's God's comfort that they call rest. Mm. 
rest. And that, when we talk about that rest, that is the, well, that's when you are getting to the throne. When you get to the throne, you are coming into rest. Amen. Praise God. Each comfort gives you rest. There's the comfort of Christ, which gives you rest. Hmm? It's, it's called what we call peace. That's why it says, my peace I give to you. Not as the word give, give it I you. So that's why you are coming into a peaceable wisdom, which is also, that state also talks about a rest in Christ dimension, Christ order. Amen. And all these things I'm saying, like I said on Tuesday, they mean something to you. So even though the soul is saying, ah, do I really understand it? It means something to the soul. And it's always talking about the building of the soul. In simple terms, if a wisdom that is pure will make a soul pure in a way, which means that soul would have come into some growth. And like I was saying earlier, I said, what the difference between or the, the difference between a plastic bottle and a metal one is the material, right? So therefore, if we are grass, there's a material which we have as a result of the wisdom we were, we came into. But again, when we are coming into a wisdom that is pure, it's beginning to give a different kind of material, which they are now supplying to the, to the members of the soul, okay? which results in the replacing. Like I was saying, I was explaining that wisdom earlier, that God, how God begins to change a soul, to convert it from grass to stone. Hmm? Is they begin to give wisdom, which begins to guide the name. Is that same? Is it actually the work of wisdom also that helps to know where, which, which, which part of this material should they remove? Where should they put it? Mm. Is a work of wisdom. Hmm? It's wisdom that does that. Okay. You know, God is not without wisdom. God has manifold wisdom, and everything God does is after after His wisdom. So. You know, it's like God just had that to your wisdom. Okay, what just is like you just send it. Ah, go and do it. The wisdom will take. Okay, today, what we want to replace is that wisdom that always tell you to run away from authority. Is that one that okay today? We're not dealing with that today. We want to deal with that wisdom that makes you not to like correction. Okay, today, what we want to deal with is that wisdom you have. That always make you want to defend the life that you have, that you want to relinquish. Mm? Mm-hmm. That one that does not allow you to submit. Mm-hmm. That's, that, that's actually what I meant. Yeah? You know you should submit this yeah. thing. Okay. Yeah. No, don't do it. So today, what we want to do with is that wisdom. is heaven that does that. Yeah. And also you see the same expression when messages have been preached. No, for example, today they may talk about that. Tomorrow, this one, tomorrow. Is 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 the wisdom of God that determines what material to bring, when to bring it, how to bring it, so that a soul can come into an inheritance and to a blessing. And that is a is 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 an exposure into the prophetic speaking of Christ. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm sure that uh, God has really, really helped us today. I am really, really blessed myself. Yeah. I hope we have been blessed. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Praise God. Let's begin to thank God. Father, we thank you.
give you all the praise. Thank you, Father. Give you all the praise. Father, we thank you. We give you all the glory. Let us begin to pray this, this morning that heaven will begin to intensify prophetic resources for edification. That we will come into a higher release of grace to begin to engage prophecy for growth in Christ, in the world of Christ. That in any way that we are coming short of the prophetic speakings of the life, that there will be enough supply. There will be enough supply. Father Mata, Ebrata, 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 Ebrata. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for your word. Thank you for helping us. We thank you for, for speaking your heart and for giving us entrance today. Father, we ask, Lord, that by your spirit, that you begin to quicken us, even in our members, to begin to engage your life prophetically in aspects needed for edification and for exhortation and for comfort in the name of Jesus. But in any way that we need to come to comfort or come to peace in our soul, that you would release your grace, you would release your prophetic word for to answer that need in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because you've asked. And we pray, O oh Lord, today, O oh Lord, for anyone and everyone that is looking to connect the prophetic life, even though we've been hearing this word, even to connect the prophetic life, the prophetic wisdom to engage this life. Father, we ask that you will release enough grace. You release help to move even into this prophetic allocation in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because you've answered our prayer. For in Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth.